0: I think it's just a different way of approaching how to build a habit, not just thinking like, oh, I should do this more. Okay, I'm going to try harder. It's really not about your effort um, or your dedication or your motivation.
1: And that's what Atomic Habits it, is, it is about. Yeah, it
0: is eliminating the roadblocks that are there and that are real. There are real roadblocks and so um, they're going to keep roadblocking you unless you take them away.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. This is episode 23.
1: Hey guys, welcome back. And we are at day 155 of Get Rocked at Home. So we are now 75 days on the second closure, but today we are not going into that at all. We are just staying on. Skimming right over it. Skimming right (laughs) over Straight positivity right into the updates. Um, What do we got today, Jen?
0: So I am starting a new part-time job tonight, which I'm, yeah, mixed feelings, I guess. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. It's been a long time since I started a new job where I didn't really know what I was doing. Now, granted, um, my part-time job is going to be at the vaccine clinics, and it's not going to be super complex. I am not vaccinating anyone. I am simply there to help you navigate the clinic. So I know I shouldn't be worried, but just new faces and slightly uncomfortable situation, learning something new. But that's tonight at four o'clock. So by tomorrow, I sh- I'm sure I'll be ready to go.
1: Yeah. Exciting that this little part-time job came up. I think we wish we weren't in the position that we need to go search for other jobs, mm-hmm. but and looking then we at were, the positives.
0: Yeah. We also... As luck would have it, of course, there is a vaccine shortage. The Pfizer vaccine is not being manufactured at regular intervals or something. Who knows what's going on? Um, so, of course, the couple of weeks that we could really use the extra shifts, there's not going to be many shifts because there's no vaccines.
1: Yeah, Jen is going out into the working world and... Um, yeah, I think my big update is that I have enrolled in a new, um, course. Um, it's a nutrition course to kind of add something, um, what we think is big and exciting to the gym. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of doing that course for a few hours each day and yeah, we'll be dropping kind of more news and info, um, about adding a wicked awesome new nutrition program to our gym in the new near future, we hope. So I think the uh, the longer we are in this code red, um, if there is a silver lining, I guess, is I have uh, a lot more time on my hands to get through this course. So uh, for now, it's keeping me busy and keeping me engaged and keeping my mind focused on positive the few, things. Yeah, the future. The future, yeah. Um, what else we got?
0: Books. So book update from us. I am so I just finished Becoming by Michelle Obama. I think we talked about that one already. And I am currently reading it's called Crib Sheet by Emily Oster. It's her second book. And I love it. She presents all the the real studies and data with footnotes for everything um, about kind of everything there is in the toddler years And then just lets you make your own decisions. So it's been a lot of fun. My brain likes this kind of information summarized for me. And um, And it's very
1: applicable to the world, to the life we are in right now. Yes. um, Yeah, with with our toddler.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The book I'm reading right now, guys, is uh, The Last Lecture by Randy Pausch. I think I'm saying that right. It's a book that my... Mom recommended to me and it's her book and I borrowed it the last time I was there. It's kind of, it's a very uplifting book. It's kind of sad because Randy, um, this is a a true story, but he has pancreatic cancer and he's a terminal patient. So he's only got, um, I think they gave him like three to six months to live. And he's got three young children and he's lived an incredible life. And he went on this mission to give an incredible last lecture to the students and staff at the college that he teaches at and also to write this book. So there are a couple chapters that are quite sad, but I also think are motivating because his message is... Yeah, just very powerful and incredible because he's speaking from a guy who's literally got months to live and he's just got so many cool life lessons in there. So um, I can't promise that you're not going to cry. I had to kind of put the book down the other night. I was getting into the final chapter and it was just a, it was a bit heavy before bed and I so I'm going to finish it uh, fairly soon here. But most of the chapters are not talking about his... His illness and it's just some really cool I think simple life lessons that we could all um, put into our own lives so yeah the last lecture it's a pretty easy fairly short read there's yeah about 200 pages and um, definitely a good book
0: yeah it'll be in the rocker library I think very shortly Interesting thing around the McMillan household. Zach has been wearing his new favorite ego waffle t shirt. So I ordered a this is months ago, um, a little magnet playset for Paxton. And what showed up on our doorstep, but this blue t shirt with the ego the an ego waffle and the word ego on it. So that also brought a little laugh to our lives and luckily a few days later the the magnets actually did arrive
1: and amazon let us keep the ego t-shirt and it fits me absolutely (laughs) perfect it's like an xl but it's like custom fitted for for zach so the yeah if you if we uh basically we won the lottery yeah yeah. we
0: got a free t-shirt shipped to our door they didn't make us ship it back
1: so it's my (laughs) it's gonna be my favorite shirt i'm gonna start working out in it so you guys can see it in the videos and then when we reopen i'll uh I'll bring it out in class. But uh, that is the ego t-shirt story.
0: Um, Thought of the day. So I was, we finished the workout today for tomorrow. And then I just did PAX's and daycare today. I had a little burst of energy. So I did a couple extra things, maybe 20 minutes. And as I was working out, working through these things, I just had this thought that I myself need to start preparing because we're thinking positively that we're going to be open in three weeks. And in three weeks, when I start working out in classes, my numbers and my times and my paces on certain machines are not going to be what they were before we closed. And I'm not saying this is going to be easy, but even for myself, I'm starting to prepare myself and most of all, remind myself that right now in these days with limited equipment and often limited motivation, I am doing the best I can in this closure. I'm happy with what I've been doing, I'm, I have no regrets. So I have to remind myself of that in those first few weeks back because everything will come back. It did the first time. Um, to just have patience and to not go back and then blame yourself for not working hard enough and criticize yourself and basically throw yourself under the bus for what you did 80 days ago. Because yeah. What you that did point, or, or didn't do. Yeah. yeah. It's irrelevant. And the thought of the day is to start prepping for that and to not allow yourself go back into the, what I should have, could have, would have done. Um, yeah, just look forward. You yeah. worked hard up until now you're going to keep working hard and that's it.
1: Yeah. We kind of have a workout routine going right now and to be honest we enjoy it. We know it's um less than it was before when we were in classes and we know we're we are lifting a lot less than we used to, but we are okay with it now. We have to remember that. We're okay with it now. We're happy now. So in the future when we get going again. We also have to be happy and okay with it, knowing that the past is the past and we were happy then. So let's just move forward. And when we all get back in the gym, everybody, we love all of us, all of you to have that mindset as well It's just keep your expectations in check. Just enjoy that the fact that we all get to be together again, we can work out hard together, but there doesn't need to be any expectations put on yourself of what you should or shouldn't be able to do it's just we're in the here and now and we're just looking forward so um, I don't care if you've worked out every single day or haven't worked out at all if you get your expectations in line things can be very positive and it can be happy times up ahead there doesn't need to be this awesome moment where we get to reopen and all be in the gym and then we're just frustrated, frustrated and negative self-talk is just the worst. So there there doesn't need to be any negative self-talk, um, about things in the past because it's in the past that's out of our control, but what we're doing now and what we're doing moving forward is in our control. So we might as well just put all our time and energy into the workout we are currently in. Yeah. I'm going to give my best effort for today and that's all I can do. And then I'll give my best effort tomorrow and the next day, the best effort the next week and the next month and that is how we get better but by belittling, belittling ourselves and talking negative to ourselves is definitely not going to help so let's not do it
0: yeah and we're we're definitely speaking i'm speaking from experience from going through it the first time and already prepping myself because yeah i have a little bit of that in me that it will be disappointing when things aren't what they were so we're right there with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think today we are going to move into a triple threat. We have one coming at you. I haven't, yeah, done one of these in a couple of episodes.
1: Yeah, we like to give you guys kind of three things to think about, three things to work on from three different categories. I think the last time we did this, we, we dropped some, uh, might have been three all from nutrition, and we're going to kind of mix it up today. Um, the first one we're going to go into is falling into that movement category and today we are talking about we've talked about this in the past
0: in our training tips
1: in our training tips but things that are important are going to going to keep up uh, going to keep coming up there's definitely going to be a common theme in our podcast and we're revisiting important topics this one is intensity is the shortcut to results I think we said that before Mm -hmm. basically intensity is more important than duration
0: Yes. I think this came up recently in our discussions because I don't know if it was last week or maybe 10 days ago. And then again, today we did a workout that was about seven minutes. Today it was exactly seven minutes. And we just had this discussion that some people will feel like they they just didn't get enough in. They didn't work out hard enough. And this happens even when we're open there's days where we have very short workouts and we will often hear like, I just, I don't feel like I did enough. Um, I need to do more cause I barely worked out. And our response to that is that we need to work out harder because seven minutes is enough. Uh, we just have to kick up the intensity for that short time period.
1: Yeah. I remember early on in, in my CrossFit days, it could have been my first or second week um, at Undefeated and I finished the class and I kind of just stuck around and I was, I was in the warm up for the next class. And the coach said in a polite way, what the hell are you doing? And I go, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I I'm want to do it again. I want to go to this class. And he said, dude, if you can hop in back to back classes, it means you did not work nearly hard enough in that first class. And that was kind of a wake-up call too, of more is not better. Better is better. We need to crank up that effort. We need to crank up that intensity. Intensity is the shortcut to results. That is coming straight from Ben Bergeron, who trains multiple CrossFit Games athletes. Again, it's, it's not about the duration or the quantity. It is about the quality, about getting the most out of that hour or that workout. Of course, you could do more. And I know CrossFit Games athletes or professional athletes train three four five six hours a day Um, but the reality is we're not professional athletes and there's a good chance you're not a professional athlete either it's not a put-down it's just reality so the main goal for us and the main goal for us coaching you or coaching the people in our gym is the best bang for your buck the best hour we can get is what we're after So we're able to include some strength and we usually finish each class with a conditioning workout. Some days it could be 20 minutes long. Some days are seven minutes long, but we need to adjust our intensity for that time duration for that workout and making sure we get the absolute most out of that workout. So I know if it's a 25 minute workout, I'm working at a 25 minute pace. That's not a full out sprint, sprint pace. That's I don't know, that's like in the 50, 60% effort area where I can kind of hold uh, a good strong pace for a longer period of time, similar to going for a a 25-minute jog. If the workout is a six-minute AMRAP, then I know the workout is six minutes. I have to drastically change my strategy and my pace to match that shorter time domain for that workout, meaning if I know I only have to do this for six minutes, then I'm, I'm going quite hard. And when that six minutes is done, I'm going to be very thankful that that clock beeped because I should be hurting by the end of that six minutes.
0: Yeah. Often when people start, they'll think that the, you know, the, the 30, 30 or 35 minute aerobic kind of conditioning workout, like Zach just said, it's, it's much lower intensity, but it's for a longer period of time. Maybe you get sweatier because you've been moving around longer. Who knows? Maybe it's a hot day. Um, they Sometimes people feel like they, they worked out harder just because it was longer, um, but it, it truly isn't the case. And if we look at, for example, let's take rowing. So you have a rower, you know, you really want to, you want to increase your 5k time. Um, the way to do that is not to just keep rowing slowish 5k's because you can only go so fast for a 5k. The way that we want to do that is by doing intervals at much higher intensity, um, with some rest and recovery and hitting those four or five times in a row, you will increase your, your 5k time in the end, but it's just a different path to get there, a more efficient path to yeah. get there.
1: Yeah. So our, 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 big takeaway on this one guys is if you have the habit of thinking that longer is better, we, we, we do need to stop that. Um, because what we've seen from ourselves, training, and the people we coach is that the ones who get it, the ones who really get it, who can dial into that higher level of intensity.
0: And, and pain. And like, pain, yeah, yeah. Enter the
1: pain gate cave and um, go farther and farther into it. So the ones who really get that intensity is the shortcut to results, um, they understand it in their brain and then they can also apply that in workouts. Those are the people who reach their goals faster who see progress faster so if we're here to help and we're trying to help people um, we do need people to understand that Um, one thing i was uh, kind of a side story here on that but um, one of our members um, posted on instagram and i was just so proud of her when she posted this Whether she did this intentionally or unintentionally, I don't know. But I was so proud of, I think the just the way her post was was worded, um, because she posted a run from let's just say it was a couple years ago, Um, and then she posted a run after about a year or so in our gym. I'm I'm kind of gray faded on the uh, the timeline there, but um, it was kind of showing her progress with her running and the the post wasn't about like like she was very proud of her running the post wasn't about hey like i ran longer um it was worded in her post like check out my kilometer pace time and the run distance was roughly the same from a couple years ago to um you know a year ago but her the distance was the same but her time to finish that run was way faster and her kilometer pace her per kilometer pace was way lower so it was proof that her fitness drastically improved because she was running faster and again that's the key Um, it's not to pick on runners but generally there's a thought out there that the longer I can run the more you know the, the healthier I am or the more fit I am. And it's just not the case. Um, Chris Hinshaw is the aerobic capacity guru for a lot of CrossFit Games athletes. And his tests, the tests that he uses for his athletes is a 400-meter run time, so one time around a track, and then a mile run time, four times around a track. And he uses that data to kind of compare the short run to a longer run, but both tests are... I mean, most of them are running a mile in like, I'm I'm sure six minutes (laughs) or less or seven Mm -hmm. minutes or less. So both, both tests are fairly short, but those are his tests to test their running. So the, the, the test of running isn't how long and slow can I go? It is actually, how good are you at running? How fast can you run? And we watched, um, that documentary on Netflix called Breaking Two, Breaking Two they're trying to break the two-hour marathon and so the best runners in the world these runners can run marathons in like around two hours like yeah which just to over put two that hours. in
0: perspective Zach is I would say quite a good runner um, what would you what is your mile time
1: uh, my fastest mile I think that I've recorded is 550
0: Okay, and they were running miles for 26 miles in a row they were running the mile at
1: four thirty. Yeah. So I actually <laughs> believe that the math was they needed to run it at four twenty-eight. A four twenty-eight mile for twenty-six miles to break that two hour marker. So um but when they've ran mile when they've ran their marathons in the past, it's like they're running I think about like a four thirty three mile or four thirty two mile so they're running very well and very fast and then they're able to repeat that when they're in their training they're they're not just running long and slow long and slow they're they're running they're running very fast and they're running intervals and that's what we kind of need to yes they do run marathons so there's nothing wrong with running long distances if you want to go for a long slow jog that's fine but just understand that it's it's a long, slow jog. It's not the best way to improve your fitness or improve your running. Because there are, it's it's been researched and studied like crazy. There are better ways, and that would be like 400-meter repeats. You run a 400-meter run, um, not necessarily at a full-out pace. It could be at 80%. You rest a minute, you do it again. You rest a minute, you do it again. There's 800-meter repeats. There's... I mean, 1200 meter repeats, there's, there's so many different methods of doing that, but it is about running at higher levels of intensity to improve your running. And that will get transferred to a better 5k time, a better 10k time as you start to build up, build up that running technique and capacity, aerobic capacity. Yes. So we can take all those lessons and apply that to whether it's running, whether it's rowing, whether it's running and rowing, whether it's triathlons. And CrossFit workouts or functional fitness workouts or mixed modalities that um, intensity is a shortcut to results, not always just going longer, longer, slower, slower. We're usually looking for medium and fast mm-hmm. and short and really fast and sometimes long and slow.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mixing it up, knowing your paces. You know, if you've been using the same weight for two years, we're probably not working that intensely, right? There's, you're always trying to push a little bit farther, push a little bit harder. Um,
1: yeah, I think we're good there. I kind of dove into that one a bit a bit yeah. too long, but um, I really want to, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a, a six-minute AMRAP or a 26-minute AMRAP. One is not necessar- not necessarily better, and usually based on all the programs that we read and the coaches and experts that we follow, majority of workouts kind of fall into like a 10 to 14 minute range. So kind of short to short medium because that is the best bang for your buck or it's very hard intervals with one to two minute rest break. So um, take advantage of that knowledge, guys. Um, short, hard workouts have a huge role in your health and fitness. And yeah, intervals are da bomb.
0: They are da bomb. You said it. Number two, we are moving into our nutrition category and our topic or thought today is about adding more fruits and vegetables.
1: Yeah. And this topic kind of came up um, a long time ago. I say a long time ago. I don't even know how long ago. You can help me with the timeline. But we ran the hashtag 800 gram challenge at our gym. That challenge is from Optimize Me Nutrition from EC Sinkowski and the challenge is basically to get 800 grams of fruits and vegetables, fruits or vegetables, in your day. So you, you weigh your fruits and vegetables before you eat them, um, you track it, and you're trying to get to 800 grams of fruits and vegetables every day. And it's an awesome challenge, and I think such a super smart and simple way to get people to eat more fruits and vegetables And the idea is that if somebody is eating more fruits and vegetables, there's a very high chance that they're going to be eating less processed, processed foods, foods or junk foods. Yes. Um, but what we kind of saw happen a little bit was I think people started to take it in kind of a wrong direction. Because the the idea is not to purposely reduce any other foods. What we kind of saw happen was people were eating more fruits and vegetables but they were trying to reduce their meat intake and that is not was not the goal of the challenge and is not the goal ever when we are trying to get people to eat more real foods or eat more fruits and vegetables
0: yeah it's not about i think you said it best earlier that it's never for us right these are our opinions from the people that we look up to um and one of them
1: being Optimize me nutrition from EC yeah. Sankkowski, who made this challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It is not meat versus vegetables. It's yeah. it's not a war. It's real food, which is meat, vegetables, fruits, um
1: nuts and seeds, yeah. It's nuts
0: and seeds, yeah, versus processed foods. So I think what we saw happen in that challenge is that people were starting to, like Zach said, replace the meat that they were eating with vegetables. Um And that wasn't really the intent of the challenge. Um, You don't have to take away anything good that you're already eating when you're trying to add more vegetables to, or fruits and vegetables, um, to your diet.
1: Yeah. So our our, our kind of main point on this one is that if someone was to say, Zach, what is like the easiest, not the easiest, because nothing is ever easy, but the simplest way to improve my health? And whether the question was about nutrition or not, but I I might say we need to eat more fruits and vegetables and we need to eat more meat. And here is why. Most people, okay, and this is pretty well known, most people do not get enough protein in a day. Our best protein source, our very best protein source is meat, whether it's chicken, red meat, fish. Fish kind of falls in the meat category. Meat is our pork is in there too. Yeah, pork. Sorry. Um, Lamb. <laughs> keep going. I mean, what other animals you anything, eat? Anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. And again, this is a here's an asterisk. For ethical reasons, if you don't like eating animals, you don't want to eat animals. That's totally fine. I'm, I would never take somebody who is against eating animals and trying to turn them into an animal eater that's a whole separate topic of discussion and not suitable for this podcast. That is just a whole nother level of, you have
0: to, we'd have to find the next best, best option. For sure. But
1: for the sake of what we're talking about today, meat is our best protein source and most people don't get enough protein in a day. So to reduce our meat intake is not one of our goals. Um, a pretty common standard formula is that for every um, pound that we weigh, we want a gram of protein for that day, or 75% of what we weigh. So, if a male weighs 200 pounds, I pick 200 pounds for some for some easy math here. Um, 75% of that would be 150. So, we would want that male to eat 150 grams to 200 grams of protein.
0: What's a chicken breast?
1: A chicken breast is going to be around, yeah, I think 20 to 30, depending on the size. Um, Could be a bit more, could be a bit less, but I think it's around 25 grams of protein. Um, So yeah, hitting those protein goals is actually quite difficult. And we want to be eating more fruits and vegetables because fruits and vegetables are very, very good for us. And... They can make us feel very full, but come with a very low caloric intake. So that is how we we get to pump our body full of vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And they're not very many calories. So we actually reduce our calorie intake um, by eating better foods. And then we also want to make sure that we're getting enough protein for that day. So that's why we want to eat lots of fruits and vegetables and keep eating lots of meat. So uh, we kind of want to make that clear today that... It's not a war of meat eaters versus vegetarians. Um, I think the best place to be is right in the middle. You're eating lots of fruits and vegetables and you're eating lots of meat. So every meal has meat and vegetables. Yeah. Uh, I think, so, yeah,
0: yeah, just are a couple takeaways, because this, this, again, this isn't super easy stuff. It's always about starting small. So If you, you know, you're not loving how you cook veggies, you don't have much luck, you're feeling a little lost as to how to add more veggies, I think the easiest place to get them in, make a smoothie. Make a smoothie, throw in half a cup of frozen cauliflower or some avocado or some berries.
1: Yeah, there's definitely ways to make smoothies too that it doesn't taste like a spinach smoothie because you put spinach in it. And again, that's just for me, but um, if you put berries and some spinach and whatever else you want in it, half a banana, and you just need a little bit of water to kind of get it going, but it's going to taste like berries and banana. It doesn't take, it perhaps would be a bit green because of spinach, but I love putting spinach in my smoothies. I do it all the time. I put in berries and spinach and turmeric and ginger and pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, and I try to get some protein in there as well. Um, whether it's a bit of protein powder or some beef gelatin, but that's my kind of smoothie recipe, and it's just a, a way for me to get quite a bit of fruit and vegetables in a very easy way.
0: Yeah. So that is number one. And again, there's lots of micro discussions. People would say, Oh, but you know, what about too much fruit? And again, coming straight from EC Sinkowski. Too much fruit is not the problem. <laughs> so don't worry if you have two, three, four servings of fruit in that um, in that smoothie. Good job. Yep. Moving on. Another recipe that we are loving lately is shepherd's pie. Yeah.
1: Is shepherd's it- pie has lots of vegetables and lots of meat. And when it comes to meat and vegetables, like as long as it's the real meat and vegetables, I'm not sure what fake vegetables, but I'm saying we're talking, it doesn't matter if they're frozen or fresh, but... Yeah. Shepherd's pie has lots of meat and vegetables; it's delicious, and not a
0: lot of other ingredients. Yeah. Um, if you don't love cooking, a little plug: Shea Angela has an a delicious, uh, ready to bake shepherd's pie that we take advantage of sometimes. Plus, it usually makes a big recipe, which means you get leftovers. And you've heard it here, guys,
1: and we've we've heard it from a lot of the experts too. When we say meat and veggies, we're not talking plain chicken breast and steamed broccoli. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we like to make our meat and vegetables taste really, really good. Um, So it's not, it should not be so boring and bland. I'm telling you that. So if you're struggling with that, you need to reach out as well. But I'm saying shepherd's pie is delicious. I love meatloaf. I mean, there's so, I love steak and potatoes. There's, There's so many good meat and vegetable dishes that it's not, plain, boring, steamed vegetables. Yes.
0: Our last one and something that we've been kind of taking advantage of lately is a uh, veggie and chicken bake or veggie and sausage bake. So essentially just cutting up a bunch of vegetables, whatever we have, some olive oil um, and then putting some meat on top. And we've been loving chicken thighs lately uh, with skin, with bone. Um, The skin gets so nice and crispy in the oven. It's such a nice treat and and it's so um, easy. You just yeah, it's also cut up a good bunch for you. of
1: <laughs> peppers and onions. They go at the bottom of the tray. Yeah.
0: some potatoes or sweet potatoes. Yeah. You can
1: put chicken thighs on top of them. So it all goes in the oven in one dish. Salt and pepper it, a little bit of olive oil, and basically just bake it for...
0: I think I'm going to say probably 25 and then flip the chicken so that the skin's up to finish.
1: Yeah. So you're baking it for roughly an hour and it's very easy and you're going to get a lot of meat and vegetables in again.
0: So those are three kind of quick ways um, to get more vegetables. Moving on, we have our last one. This one is gonna be about habit building and it basically applies to any of the super six categories depending on what kind of habit you're trying to build. But the takeaway for today or the thought for today on this is to make the habits easy and accessible. And again, this is straight from Atomic Habits.
1: Yeah, and the kind of the story here is that um, we've mentioned Atomic Habits lots on this. And I think a couple of members have rented, borrowed Atomic Habits from our Rocker library. But I, I read Atomic Habits, the book, and so many cool tips. And I just loved the book. And then what happened was I actually, actually, did one of his habit suggestions kind of by accident. And it was just like a huge light bulb moment. Um, So it started back a long time ago when Paxton just started to learn how to crawl. Was that roughly like a year ago?
0: When we, um, yeah.
1: So let's just go a year ago. Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. So ever since Jen and I have been together, um, dating before Paxton, living together, not living together. I've always had a guitar in my living room. I've always had an acoustic guitar in my living room. And I've generally practiced a little bit each day. When Paxton was born, the guitar stayed in the living room and then we fast forward to Paxton is learning how to crawl and pulling everything, trying to pull up on everything and, you know, pulling stuff down. And I thought, Oh, the guitar was kind of a hazard. So I moved the guitar to the office and I didn't really think about it. And I I think you might've mentioned it, Jen. She's like, you haven't really practiced your guitar in like a couple weeks. And I go, yeah, like, that's funny. How come I haven't practiced my guitar? And I said, oh my God, it's from Atomic Habits. I moved the guitar to a different room, everybody. And I literally stopped practicing. It was, it was crazy how simple it was. So. That was not a good thing. So I, I remember thinking, okay, I, I was practicing lots because it was always out. And I just saw it. I walked by it, grabbed it, practiced a little bit. So I hung my guitar on the wall. If anybody's ever been in our living room or house, most of you probably haven't been in our house in a long time, but uh, one day you can come <laughs> into our house and <laughs> yeah. I have a guitar um, now hanging on the wall. Um, it was hanging up high just so Paxton couldn't reach it. And Now it's just left there, but I practice like I used to. So I just basically brought the guitar back into the room and started practicing again. So that was like a year ago. A few weeks ago, kind of had the same epiphany that I have a piano and I love playing piano, but it was downstairs and I just didn't practice that much. So I just said, let's try to rearrange our living room. Jen was up for it. Let's bring the piano upstairs. And like instantly I've been practicing like 10 to 15 minutes a day, maybe a bit, uh, 15 to an hour 15 a day. (laughs) A lot of piano going on. A lot of piano playing. Granted, it's also code red. So anything above me eating Doritos in my undies, (laughs) watching movies, I think is a win. So, Um, but practicing a lot of piano these days and all I did was bring it from the basement into our living room and I'm like practicing like crazy. So long story, but the habit that we're talking about is making... Things that you want to do more of, they need to be easy and accessible.
0: Which means less roadblocks.
1: Less roadblocks. Things we don't want to do very much, we want more roadblocks. So we want you guys to kind of analyze your own life. Think of things, think of something you would like to do more of. How can we make that easier and more accessible? So, we, we see it more. Um,
0: well, even just thinking about what are the current roadblocks to that thing? Why am I not doing it? It could be, yeah, whatever they may be. List out the current roadblocks and then try to eliminate a couple of them. So, don't, I think it's just a different way of approaching how to build a habit, not just thinking like, oh, I should do this more. Okay, I'm gonna try harder. It's really not about your effort. Um, or your dedication or your motivation.
1: that's what Atomic Habits is is, about. Yeah. It is
0: eliminating the roadblocks that are there and that are real. There are real roadblocks and um, they're going to keep roadblocking you unless you take them away.
1: Yeah. A great example. It's not about just nutrition, but a great example, if we kind of go back to the tip we just gave you about nutrition, but let's just say you, okay, I want to eat more vegetables. So what are the roadblocks? So Maybe one of the roadblocks is cooking your vegetables. Maybe that's a roadblock. So like Jen said, you make a smoothie. Or maybe one of the roadblocks is cutting up the vegetables. So what happens if you bought a veggie tray and the veggie tray stayed in your fridge, but at lunch you put your veggie tray on the table? All of a sudden you've eliminated a couple roadblocks. You didn't have to cook them. You didn't have to cut them. Maybe all of a sudden you're just going to start eating way more vegetables. So um, that's just a great way to think about it is... We either need to increase or decrease the roadblock. So if they're, let's just say you're on your phone way too much. We need to put more roadblocks between you and your phone. So if the phone is right beside you, there's no roadblocks. You're going to grab it. But if you, let's just say you say, yeah, like I, I really wish I wasn't on my phone after 6 p.m. So you should walk downstairs and put your phone in like a high shelf in your storage room and then go back upstairs with your family. I'm just going to guarantee that that roadblock of you walking downstairs to go find your phone again is going to be enough to help you stop being on your phone.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it is crazy what some really small and what may seem like silly changes um, can do and can do to help you um, do something more or less in your life.
1: Yeah. So instead of being so hard on yourself, oh man, I I wish I was practicing piano more. Why aren't I practicing piano more? I'm such a loser, I should be doing that. Just think about think about the roadblock thing. Okay, what are the roadblocks? And I know it sounds ridiculous, but me walking down two flights of stairs and practicing in my basement by myself was a roadblock. And it's in my living room now and sometimes Jen is trying to do things around the house and I would be practicing piano and I have to say, okay, just, just one more song and I'll I'll get back into doing the laundry but I'm practicing way more now simply based on the location of my piano Um, so yeah guys think of some some healthy habits you wish you were doing more of eliminate some roadblocks make them easier and more accessible Um, you can also think of some unhealthy habits that geez I wish I didn't do that as much Um, one of ours this was a huge one we used to watch what we thought was was too much television we felt like the tv upstairs was always on Um, so we put a giant roadblock we basically just took the tv out of the living room upstairs Um, it felt really weird at first but it's insane our hours watching tv just drastically reduced because now there's not a tv upstairs there's just one downstairs
0: and when we first our friends of ours actually did not have a tv upstairs and we first considered the idea our conversation was like, we don't know if, if that's for us. Like, we don't know if we can can do that. Like, it's such a big part of our life. Um, but two days in, we realized, oh, actually, this is much better. And bonus, we actually use the sofa and TV that we bought for downstairs that never, ever, ever got turned on. So
1: it's a win-win. Win-win. So think about those roadblocks, everybody. You either need to eliminate some roadblocks or add some roadblocks depending on what you're trying to do more of or do less of
0: hope you guys enjoyed that we will be back in a couple weeks stay strong stay healthy stay happy see you everybody (laughs) bye
1: thank you everybody for listening to another episode we really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon we'd like to thank our sponsors ted good music and the band heat for allowing us to use their music until next time let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are